It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Featuring the Fillmore's finest, Monte Hill. <laughs> Curry gets Simons with seven, with six, right side, step back three off the dribble, got it, it's good! Timeout Portland, and the Warriors lead by four, 108-104, clutch, Stephen Curry. Tim Roy in the call right here on 95.7 The Game. Look, I'm going to just get straight to the point as we say, oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. <laughs> Good morning, everybody out there. You know who you are. Um, I'm going to get straight to the point. Um, it's a great call by Tim Roy, and I'm happy the Warriors got the win. They needed it. Uh, their fifth home win, um, four in a row. They're now 10 and 11 on the season, one game under 500. But I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm not happy about that game last night. And there's some things that are happening with this basketball team that I'm not happy about. Now, Clay Thompson, I'll start there. Just not good enough last night. Just not good. Can't move. Can't. I mean, just, just, <laughs> just is awful. All right, Clay was awful yesterday. Andrew Wiggins, who we had, we played the Paul Pierce and KG sound yesterday. KG certified. Andrew Wiggins not giving me enough. Three of twelve yesterday. I know he missed two games, but boy, did not look good. Chris Paul comes back. Huh? Slow things down. You need to. You need to be faster. You got to play with more pace. Did not happen. They didn't get Jonathan Kaminga sitting for the first 31 minutes of the game. And somehow, some way, falls out of the rotation. A guy who provides something that this team really doesn't have. A guy who can go to the rim strong, create fouls, and put pressure on the rim. And he doesn't play the first 31 minutes against a team that has size, athleticism, and speed. For some reason, we don't combat that with the guy who provides athleticism, length, and speed. But yet, you're down 11, he enters the game, doesn't leave the court. And you still won against Portland. But boy, how am I supposed to feel good about that win when you turn the ball over 10 times in the first quarter, you struggle to the Portland Trailblazers, and now you go on the road for three games against Oklahoma City, Phoenix, and the L.A. Clippers. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I, I just don't know. I don't know, Shasky, about this team right now. And I don't. I just don't feel good about that win. I'm sorry. I woke up. I went to sleep thinking, okay, maybe, maybe I'll get over it when I get about five hours of sleep. No, I don't. I actually am a little more angry. About the game last night. So is it specifically the John and Kaminga minutes? It's everything, Shasky. It's everything as we get into it. It's everything. It's the the tone setting. uh You fall behind 13-6 right away. 13-6 right away before you blink your eyes. The energy was flat. It's about as dead as I've ever heard Chase Center. I went in for a little bit yesterday. I was like, damn. You can hear a pin drop. Was that just a byproduct of the team not playing well? Uh, Absolutely it is. How how could you cheer? First of all, it's Portland. It's a sleepy day. That's okay. it's rainy. That's all. I it's would. a Wednesday. Yeah. It's a standalone home game after coming back from the rope from the uh, from L. A. And you come out there and right away you turn the ball over and you're down thirteen six. Right away, before fans even got to their seats, they're playing with their Draymond Green bobblehead. They wouldn't feel good about themselves. And boy, boom, right away. And now I get it. The common fan probably doesn't know any Portland Trailblazer outside of Malcolm Brogdon, Anthony Simons, and Scoot Henderson. Well, we now and maybe know, Shane Sharp. I was going to say, we now know Shane Sharp. Well, I, I mean, he, 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 wow. He, he ducked on Draymond last year. But damn. And he went right around but, a few guys on the perimeter. But it's just sleepy. The the, the 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 perimeter trio of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and right. Andrew Wiggins could not make a shot in that first half. And it was just dreadful. It was a dreadful vibe, a dreadful environment. And God bless Draymond Green. And I've said this, when he's on the floor, 
I can't complain about him on the floor. He's giving me everything that he has. I'm not mad at Draymond Green's performance. But the other stuff that's going on with this team and the rotations and trying to figure out who starts, who comes off the bench, or who needs to play what, I, I just, oh, my God. I, I'm, I'm frustrated, man. Well, I, I think this is important because you're, you know, I, I consider you one of the faces and voices of, of the Warriors, right? And so if you're frustrated even after a victory, then I think that that speaks to the big picture. Are, are you frustrated? How can you not be? <laughs> but like you no, know, but, but me just railing and losing my mind is no, I don't I don't know yeah, if it's product for me. I'm just saying because yeah. like I be well, every night I watch this team and this is just my I'm going off the eyeball test, all right? And I'm sure there's advanced numbers and people can go eyeball test. It feels like to me, even though Anthony Lamb and Jonathan Kaminga played almost identical minutes last year, it feels like to me Anthony Lamb was more trusted last year than Jonathan Kaminga is this year in year three. Yeah. And it's baffling. All right. Baffling. The other thing, like the big takeaway, how can you not watch this? How can you watch this team on a nightly basis and not see very clearly when young guys play, they get a jolt? Are they going to be perfect? No. But when I watch Pajemski, when I watch Moses Moody, when I watch Jonathan Kaminga, I see a jolt of energy, and I see this team galvanized. The last takeaway, I have not seen Steph this animated this early in a season over and over and over again. That third quarter, did you see how animated he got? He scored 17. He wanted to. He couldn't lose to the Portland Trailblazers. No, but I meant I meant not. Oh, no. Animated, trying to get the crowd that, hype, trying yes. to get the team hype, trying to get everybody there. I mean, when, when, when he was pressuring the ball and Jonathan Kaminga, you know, stepped up into the passing lane, intercepted that pass and yep. went all the way down for a dunk. Yep. Did you see? He turned to the bench. He turned to the bench and he started barking. And I don't even know if it was like words of encouragement or frustration. But to me, I'm watching Steph Curry's vibe and I'm watching his body language. And I think he's completely exasperated. No, he is. He, he I mean, that's just well, my I, read. I, I, be, I, I don't well, have any sources. Well, I'm just saying what what I'm watching. I'm well, just I'm going off the eyeballs. Well, just there's a clip of Steph Curry giving words of encouragement to Jonathan Kaminga right before he comes in. He pats him on the back and he grabs him. And he talks to him. And I bet you it was now's your time to show Steve Curry why he should be in a rotation. And Kaminga respects the heck out of Stephen Curry. He respects him tremendously. And he got into that basketball game down 11, 77-66, and the Warriors immediately go on a 10-0 run. Uh, it, no, At halftime, but that basketball it game. Flipped it flipped the energy everything. in the everything. building. It flipped everything. On the team. On, um, you could feel it off the TV. You know, the Dubs were 2-16 from three in the first half, right? <laughs> it wasn't two, good. 2-16. Two it, <laughs> it was just good. awful. I was, it was just like, what was that? I'd be, what I, was I, that? I, I, I just, kind of expected them to come out flat Well, just because of how the season's played out. Yeah, I didn't expect that. I expected okay. them to play with a sense of urgency. It's time, all right. We're twenty games into the season, but no one it is knows go the time. Roles. That, yeah, well, that's the problem. But that's like, the problem. That's, that's, so I'm going to okay, get there with okay. the roles. I'm, I'm going to get there because that I'm, I'm a little frustrated with that. When you look at the first half, Clay's zero for five. Steph's one for eight. Wiggins is two for eight. <laughs> all right, that's not good enough. You're two of sixteen for the three point line, and you weren't creating good shots. Now give Portland credit. I try to tell people Portland has been playing better as of late. Yeah, on the road they have. They play. Dude, they, I mean, he they plays play defense. very strong. They got one of the best three-point uh, percentage defenses in all the league. They they 
Thibel can guard. Oh, uh, they got guys who Thibel's can guard. An excellent Thibel defender. can guard. So Portland, they, and people laughed. I know we don't watch a lot of Portland Trailblazer basketball, but they have been playing better as of late. They were up 26 on Milwaukee last week. They were up. Uh, 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 they beat Indiana in Indiana. They're going to the Final Four to ISD. They beat Cleveland in Cleveland. But Bonte, if you want to be taken seriously, you got to beat this team that's at a, home. That's what, you got to okay. you got to control okay. the fact that you didn't get your first lead <laughs> until it was ninety to eighty nine. It's frustrating to me, but the rotation thing. And I'm going to play this cut, 888-957-9570, because we got issues here with the Go to State Warriors. No doubt about it. There's some positives. Draymond Green being aggressive and flirting with a triple-double is a positive. Draymond, Steph being Draymond's Steph. Draymond's been really good on, on the, the court. Yeah, Draymond's been very floor. good. It's You cannot be mad at Draymond. But there's some other things happening. Looney, just, I, boy, I don't know what's it's going on with It's been a bad year. Uh, Wiggins, 3 for 12. Uh, Clay, Wiggins, for Wiggins to me, the biggest disappointment on this team this year has been Andrew, Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins no it's doubt. By, by a country mile. The guy's still supposed to be in his prime. He missed so much time last year. And look, here's the thing. When you miss time, all right, it, people don't care that you miss any time. When you come back, are you engaged and ready to go? Right. To me, I'm going, again, body language. I don't care about the stats. This guy looks like he doesn't care at all. No. Now, you could say, Joe, he's always looked like well, that. Well, when you're performing the way that you are and your body language looks like that, I'm sorry. It's a bad look. Well, you look completely disinterested. He also looks skinnier. He looks a bit See, I, I can't speak to that. It's yeah. tough to well, tell. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, yeah, look yeah. at his body from yeah. last year to this no, year. You're there. Body you, you, yeah, you're well, I'm right there. I'm watching the same said. game you are. It just doesn't – something looks off with Andrew Wiggins. But here's Steve Kerr That's, uh, trying I, to predict the rotation. I completely agree on that. Every night's going to be different with this team. That's what I'm finding out. You know what we what we need each night seems to be different depending on the matchup, depending on how the game's going. It's hard to predict what's going to happen each night. It's also hard to play ten or eleven guys. So I, I don't think we know. You know, I, I think I said it to you guys last week. I mean, we have a, a, a deep team, a deep roster, but we don't have roster clarity in terms of you know who's who's going to play every single night. And so everybody's just got to stay ready. And I'm really proud of J.K. that that he did that and he was really the 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 reason we won so somebody's got to stay ready you got too many guys well you know what this is when we're discussing it last week and how everybody felt good after the clippers game it's because its rotation was shortened now jk got the short end of a stick yesterday because chris paul came back so if you look at who the first nine was his rotation yesterday was moses moody dario sarge pajinski chris paul off the bench to go with the starters and the starters will get to their net rating. Nobody's talking about the best net rating for the starting unit anymore this year. I haven't heard anybody talk about that because the starters' net rating has been awful. They've been atrocious as a collective group. There's no doubt. And it starts with Andrew Wiggins and it starts with Clay Thompson. Those two guys have got to figure it out. Or we didn't just make – feelings are going to be hurt. Ego's got to be managed. I don't know what you do here, but you got to shake something up. And Steve Kerr says everything is going to be different. When we're 20 games in now, 21 games in, Everything should be on the table. And I'm talking rotation changes. I'm talking lineups. I'm talking even trades if you're Mike Dunleavy. Something's got to give here. Something's got to shake. Because all of a sudden, the Portland Trailblazers, we were laughing yesterday, saying, oh, man, three games. you got to have those games. Those are gimme games. There's not a gimme game on the schedule for this team right now, currently constructed. They can't go into any game because you know what, Chasky? Every game that the Warriors go into, unfortunately, this season, they're going to go in with the athletic disadvantage. They're going to be the slower team, and they're going to be the smaller team. And if you can't pick up the pace as a smaller team, you're going to be in trouble most nights. And I'm looking at the schedule. OKC, we know what they bring to the table. We've seen them three times already. I don't need it to explain 
their matchup advantages for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think we all know who Shea Gilders Alexander is, and I think we all know who Chad Holmgren is, and I think we know who Jalen Williams is, and I think we know who the Dorcher Chamber is. And did you go to Phoenix on Tuesday? David Booker, Kevin Durant are waiting for you. You know what Kevin Durant said last time about, oh, we know they foul a lot. We can get to the free throw line. Well, the Suns got to the free throw line 52 times, and I get it was a Scott Foster debacle, but Phoenix is a very, very good team. Just ask Spadoni and the Lakers. They know. And then you go to the Clippers next Thursday, and you look up, and the Clippers all of a sudden are playing a lot better. And they're starting to figure some things out. And then you come back home, and you play the Brooklyn Nets. So things do not get easier for the Warriors. And what I'm saying here is, Every single day game they go into, they're at a, they're at a disadvantage when it comes to athleticism, speed, and size. And that's not changing overnight. So why not shake it up and go to some more athletic guys? It just seems like to be Shasky, and I'm going off here. No, I'm just listening. Kaminga, Moody, and Pajemski bring your energy, athleticism, and they get to the 50-50 balls. I mean, it's just so obvious. you got to play these guys. So, okay, I, you know, you hear me because we are 10 or 11 deep, all right? And to me, that's a byproduct of roster construction because it's all over the place. But the, here's the 10 or 11 he's talking about. Ste- and then no order. Steph, Dre, Moody, CP3, Sarich, Pods, Clay, Wiggins, Looney, Kaminga, and then GP2's out. That would be the 11th player. I, just looking at it from my, my flow chart, right? Like you're talking about Moody and Kaminga and Pods. I believe they need to play more. And I didn't even bring up Trace Jackson Davis because right now he's on the odd outside looking in. He's yeah. not even in, not no. even there. Corey Joseph should never play. Okay. Right. That's just, I'm not trying to be mean, but like Pods brings a lot more to the table, right. especially with CP3 back. Yep. I need less Wiggins. I need less Looney, and I need a little less Clay. That's that's the yeah. way. It's very simple to me. Like, those three need to play less. I'm looking at Looney at, for a game like last night. He played 60 minutes. I need that down closer to 10. I just do. I just do. Because to me right now, he's not bringing enough to the table. Like, he could play 10 minutes. It's about it right now. Andrew Wiggins, 28 minutes last night. I need that down to, like, 22. Well, you're not going to do that because you're paying him a lot of money. Well, you know what? Andrew you know, Wiggins needs know, to wake up. You know, you're I mean, no, it's or, unfortunate. Or he needs to go. You know, you know because people are... I hear the Trey Clay, Trey Clay, Trey Clay. Here's why I'm writing it out with Clay. Number one, <clears throat> I, I do believe it's sports loyalty to a to a fault. I do. He's got an expiring contract. You know, he, you're not locked into Clay Thompson for the next four years. You're not locked into him for forty plus million a year. If he wants a max deal, and he's probably not going to get that, but he can walk. But, and Clay but, Thompson may want to make Clay Thompson may want to walk. So I'm not trading Clay in a contract year. I rather ride it out with him. And I get people are going to say, Bonte, you're a clay apologist. I'd write it out with him knowing he has an expiring contract. But, but, what but I'm doing is, what I'm, hold on, I'm wanna, what I want to do, and I'm looking at Andrew Wiggins, I'm saying, boy, I'm locked in the next four years with this contract and $100 million. I got to figure out a way to get off some money, some long term money, well, not short term money. But, but who came in? Uh, just but just between you, because I know I see what you're saying with Clay. Who came into this year thinking Clay Thompson was more important to this season than Andrew Wiggins? Nobody. I don't think I, so. So, so throw yeah. the, and I know the money's a complaint. Just throw it aside. Not one real Warrior fan came into this year and said Clay needs to be our second or third best player. No, I agree. Okay, so agree. so let's take Clay and just throw him to the side for just a second. Now we could talk about him maybe taking some minutes away from some of the other guys. That's a different conversation. Andrew Wiggins has been an unmitigated disaster yes. for about a year. Yep. Okay. Now I'm willing to overlook whatever happened last year. I am. I'm empathetic. I, I, I am sensitive. I understand that there's some things. This year, what's the excuse? 
Like I'm, I'm just asking out loud. What is the excuse? He's averaging and, less than 13 points per game. But 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 here's the part. Here's the kicker. Not only are you playing cruddy, not only do you look disinterested, you're blocking time from Kaminga and Moody. Yeah. Right. I know. So there's positional blockage going on here. And then on top of this, this just. You look, you look like you just don't care, and you look like you don't want to be here. That again, I'm not saying every player needs to play fired up, Draymond Green level of intensity. I get it, but when you're performing poorly and you look like you're on a spaceship, you look like you're out there just floating in space. What am I as a fan supposed to think if I'm Joe Lacob? I'm looking at Andrew Wiggins. And I'm going, do you want to be here? Well, he's. On the books. How many good games has Wiggins had this, this year? Is, this is not many. One. This is the beginning. This is not many. Not one. Many. Maybe two. Um, <laughs> Andrew Wiggins. That's not good enough. No, I, I trust me. And, I know. And so, I came into the season. I came into the season. I wanted saying, to be the second or third I, best I said, player. Well, I said he's the most important player. We had the Warrior Summit, and you know Willard and, and Deb said that Kamigo was the most important player. And I said that's not fair because this guy might not even play, and he's not. He doesn't get a lot of play. He doesn't he play was enough. Out of the rotation. You heard him yesterday. It's ridiculous. He said, "Man, I was just chilling on the bench." I heard was not very pleased in the locker room after the game. How, and how can you be? When you're playing good basketball, and all of a sudden you're the odd man out against a team like that where you need a Jonathan Kaminga. You need him. Dante, what, what more does the kid have to do to earn minutes? Because I'm looking at it this way. I'm like, I'm like he's, he's getting in the passing lanes. He's getting rebounds. His activity helped create that dunk by getting that yeah. – I mean, uh, create that three-point shot for Steph Curry by, by getting that loose ball. I, I, I just – how can you watch? Now, there are nights where J.K. looks unplayable, believe me, but so do Andrew Wiggins. So Andrew so Wiggins just looks unplayable as well. So does Clay sometimes. I, I, I would agree. But Clay's got the last, he's got the expiry contract. All right, he's got the expiry contract. And he's got and, the and you resume of and, a four-time and, champion yeah, who's exactly. done things here. That, 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 and, you and cannot for, compare Clay to Wiggins yeah, right now. No doubt. Wiggins, Wiggins is six I, years I'm, younger, and he's in his prime, and he's playing like, he's playing very bad. No, well, so very Andrew bad. Wiggins is at the start of his four-year contract for $109 million. And I'm not blaming everything on Andrew Wiggins. But Andrew Wiggins, and you, heard from Paul Pierce, you heard from Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett yesterday. And we could play that sound against, but only if you could pull it up on my board um, after the break. But they said, we were expecting Andrew Wiggins to take that step. And my thing was, at the Warriors Summit, it was like, he's the most important player. Because when he became that two-way stalwart uh, two years ago, winning the championship, it was like, wow. Andrew Wiggins has his potential, and now he's floating. And now he's floating. And you know, maybe Steiny's right. Maybe this is just who he is. Well, you know what? It's not worth $109 million. And he has a player option at the end of that deal. So it's not that I'm counting money. I'm thinking if I'm paying the tax, and I got to be, and I have to try to create some financial you flexibility, have to count money. I have to. No, I'm not counting his money. I'm saying no, I'm, I'm saying counting the Warriors' team. money. As you I'm looking at their luxury yeah, tax, and I'm looking I'm at their yeah. team salary, their, their contracts. And I'm saying, well, how can I create financial flexibility on a team that is stuck with a lot of contracts? Well, Andrew Wiggins is a great candidate. He is young. He does have the team-friendly deal when it comes to four years and $109 million. But if he's going to give you this production, then I want to see Kaminga. If he's going to be this inconsistent, then I'd rather see Moody and Wiggins or Moody and Kaminga be inconsistent as young players. I would rather see them play and play through some of the inconsistencies that they provide on a nightly basis. But in the first half, Moody kept you in the damn basketball game. The last month. Who's been a better basketball player for the Golden State Warriors, Andrew Wiggins or Moses Moody? Well, I'll say for the last two weeks. Okay. Because the last two months, I, no, the month, last I said, month, yeah. the last month, you know, and Moody's been up and down because of the lack of minutes, the lack of rotation spots. I would, I, but I tell you what, the last two weeks, I, I, the last two weeks, 
It's been Moses Moody by a long shot. I, I, I actually think he's been extremely more efficient and been a much better back, just a basketball player in his time on the floor. I think Moses Moody's been better than Andrew Wiggins. And I don't think that's a hot take. I think that's just watching with your eyes. And and I look at Andrew Wiggins and I'm saying to myself, there are nights where he's out there and I just don't know what, like, last night, was he on the floor? That's a team he should be cooking. They don't have a lot of, of big dudes who are athletic who can go up against him at his size. Kamingo went right in there and it looked like, whoa. Whoa, we've needed this athleticism. Well, yeah. It's That's obvious. what Wiggins should every, be doing. Every day. Every single day. Every single day. So, you know, I don't like playing the blame game. But let's be honest. Yesterday was a step backwards for Clay Thompson. It was a step backwards for Andrew Wiggins. And it was disappointing because they had three full days off. They had three full days off. And that's how you come out in the basketball game at home against the Portland Trailblazers. It's very disappointing. Steph can't be happy. Who, who the hell can't be happy? How does, what does happy. Joe Lacob think? Who, who the hell? Do you think Joe Lacob's happy? No. You ever watch him courtside? Hell no, he's not happy. What's coming up on the game sponsored by AC Transit? We're going to get to your phone calls. 888-957-9570. Warriors win, but boy, <laughs> there's a lot of issues on this basketball team right now. That was not a good win. But a win's a win, right? It, can we spin it like that? I don't know. I'm not, I, it's tough for me to spin it like that. More coming up on the roast. Hey, Dub Nation, it's Chris Paul, and you're listening to The Morning Roast with Bonta Hill and Joe Shasky on 95.7 The Game. Warriors win 110 to 106. They're now 10 and 11. They have won four straight at home. They're now 5 and 6 at Chase Center. But the optics tell you it didn't look pretty. They shot 42%. They're 2 of 16 from 3 in the first half. They turned the ball over 17 times. They gave up 23 points off turnovers. Um, coming into the game, they scored the fewest points in the paint in the entire league. They're not even scoring 40 points in the paint. They have the fewest dunks in the league. They're the fifth, sixth worst team when it comes to fouling per game. Although they committed 19 fouls, which is two and a half under their average. So, and then you get the net ring of the starting unit. I'll get that in a second. I, it's just something's got to shake. And I'll play this cut again, Shasky. I'll play what Steve Kerr said yesterday after the game. Says it's hard to play 10 or 11 guys. Every night's going to be different with this team. That's what I'm finding out. You know, what we what we need each night seems to be different depending on the matchup, depending on how the game's going. It's hard to predict what's going to happen each night. It's also hard to play 10 or 11 guys. So I, I don't think we know. You know, I, I think I said it to you guys last week. I mean, we have a, a, a deep team, a uh, deep roster, but we don't have roster clarity in terms of, you know, who's, who's going to play every single night. And so everybody's just got to stay ready. And I'm really proud of J.K. that, that he did that and he was really the, the the reason we won so is having a deep roster shasky mean that you have a good roster does it mean that playing 11 12 because i've seen steve Kerr in nba finals games play 10 guys in one quarter in the first quarter remember game five well, when Draymond what? green got suspended they played 10 guys in the first quarter well it depends. i've seen steve Kerr do this yeah, but like what ten? <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Exactly. Like I'm saying yeah, and how like, did the, and how yeah, on like, this roster one of those ten is now Jonathan Kaminga. Well and and also like you talk about the finals, like when they went to the finals, they had guys that were playing higher than what they're playing at right now. 
right? Whether that be Andrew Wiggins or you know El- somebody else. It's just 2016. I've seen I've seen throughout the years regular season eight years ago. But, but I'm just saying I've seen Steve Kerr play 10, 11 guys in a quarter. Whether it's 2016, whether it's 2022, he's done it throughout his tenure. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I, I you say in yeah, terms yeah. of blending in terms talent. of just bringing in guys. Yeah. So he said it's hard to play 10, but, 11 but, guys. Bonte, but, I see him play 10 guys in a quarter. Yeah. But right now, it, it feels like a lot. You don't even have seven guys playing well. Like, who's playing good basketball right now? Let's just boil this in. Right now, if I were just writing down, Steph, Dre, Sarge are playing very good basketball right now. Sarge had four turnovers yesterday. He think he's playing solid basketball. Okay, okay, okay. You want to drop? That's fine. No, no, no. That's all. But I I'd say, I say, I just went overall. Right I'm now, overall right now, season. Steph is your best player, no doubt about it. Okay. That. I think Draymond Green is now your second best player that, again. I had him as two. I had him as two. I dropped CP3 because I don't think he's been playing as well. And obviously the absence is back pace. into that. Shasky, did you know last year the Warriors were number two in pace per pl- pace of play? Yes, I they did. They shoot her down to 14. I did not know they were down to 14. And that's where the Chris Paul effect is. Although Chris Paul has been good when it comes to the assist to turnover ratio, playing faster. And he even knows it, I think, when he's talking about .5 basketball. CP3. Is really good in the half court. There's no doubt. But in terms of pushing the pace, I'm not sure he's able to do that in this system. I'm not sure he's able to push the pace. And when you're a smaller team without rim protection and you're less athletic than everybody in this league, you have to somehow push the pace. Don Nelson, whether it's Don Nelson, whether it's some of the great coaches of all time, if they're pushing the – in fact, Mike D'Antoni, for example, they would be going up and down, shoot with, the, with about – 12 seconds left on the shot clock. They're not doing that with Chris Paul in the game. So that's where, as though I, as I love Chris Paul, he's a guy that if you are going to make a move, he might be attached to it. Because well, well, he's stapled to it. Like, no you know, There's and, no and, doubt. He's stapled and, and, to and it. Because Pajimski, you know what? Pajimski's played. He's, the guy's played better than I thought he could. He brings more to the table on the defensive end, clearly, and I think rebounding. And I think his IQ is better. There was a play where I think it was the first half. It's one of the nicer plays in transition. Clay gets a rebound, kicks it up to Pajemski. Pajemski hit the three point line. Moses Moody is flying down the lane, and he hits the trailer with a beautiful bounce pass, and they get a layup. And you're like, oh, we need more of that. But you're not going to get more of that when you're playing a bunch of slugs and old guys who who just don't move yep. that well. Like, and so I don't know, man. I I just think Sarge has thoroughly outplayed Kevon Looney this year, and I didn't see he that has. coming. I didn't see that coming. He All has. right. So who's your third best player this year? Um, it's a who's who. It, it's a who's who. So so now I I get I'll tell the, you who is not. I tell you tell you who is not uh the third who's not the be- third best player. It's Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins. That's those two are not. I, who's and, on, that, yeah, and you know what? I, I'm not arguing. But, that. but see, that's a problem. Well, <laughs> the, the turnovers at the starting unit. That's that's seventy eight. Those two guys combined. It, it's just it's not good enough for those two. So so, but like I'm going to this, and and, and you're talking about 10, 11 deep. Like you tell me any coach in in the game where Steph's the one, Dre's the two, and you have no idea who your three, four, five, six are on any given night. Like, I'm not here to cape up for Steve Kerr. I don't love the way that he's tinkered everything. I just don't know. I don't know what people want. And I guess my question I'm asking out loud is like, okay, you're Steve Kerr. What do you do? Well, I think you got to play the youngsters, and you can't just play them together. At the you have to interject. Who? You have to interject the youngsters with some of the starters. Okay, you got to interject them. You got to let Kaminga play like he did in crunch time in the fourth quarter with Draymond. That I agree. And with. Stephen Curry, you got to let Moody play with these guys. You got to figure it out. So Phillies are going to be hurt. And when it comes to Clay Thompson, I get why he's pressing. Doesn't have a contract. 
He doesn't know if he's going to get max money. He's not the same player. He's he knows not, he's, he's not, not the same player. Yeah, he knows he's not the same player. I don't even know where the max money kept because I didn't never heard Clay Thompson say it. So I don't. Somebody floated that out there on his behalf, I guess. I don't know. But it, it, you got to have com- uncomfortable conversations. Now, can, mit- can he handle it mentally? Well, you know what? He's going to have to. Andrew Wiggins, he said it earlier this year, this year with Anthony Slater. If I'm not in the finishing lineup, then I got to play better. Well, well, you know what? You do have to play better. And Curtis talked about CP3. Oh, well, CP3 should close almost every single night. Last night, I did not want to see CP3 closing. Boy, he didn't play until the last minute of the third quarter yesterday after playing in the but, first half. But I don't think he should have. No, and I'm with you. <laughs> okay, I like, agree. Okay, okay. I totally agree. <laughs> right? Like, so, so, so I'm again, just not here for the these guys' emotions right now. Well, so Steve Kerr, that's his job. He's got to manage it. So he's going to join Willard and Dibbs today at 5 o'clock. I'm interested to hear what Steve Kerr has to say uh, after last night's game. Let's get to Nick in San Jose. Nick, what's happening, man? You're on the roast. Hey, I want to first say I was this morning melancholy about the win, but hearing you, Bonte, the voice of the Warriors, speak truth to us. Thank you. Thank you for speaking truth to us. You don't get that with Fitzgerald. You don't get that with Kalena. You didn't get that on the sports leader with the Giants. Thank you, Bonte, number one. Number two, as Chasky said, we have declining assets on this team. Draymond's playing well, but he's a declining asset. Poor Clay, he lost two and a half years of his prime. He's a declining asset, and I hate to agree with Steinmetz, but he is right. This is who Wiggins really is, bro. And Chasky, you are right. Looney is just not giving it to us. And here's the other thing. I know this is going to be a little controversial, but Bonte is right. You need to get rid of Chris Paul, and I'll tell you why. He doesn't play defense other than steals on occasion. He doesn't rebound. We need to be up and down like Cheetahs. Even if we throw the ball away, we need to play with pace. You have to trade him. Paz is better holistically. I'm resigned to the fact I said a few weeks ago we're a 43 win team. These next four games will tell us something. If we're not at least 2-2, two and two, we are a 38 win team. Now, positive. I love Steph Curry throwing the basketball. More of that, Steph. Get in people's grill. I know it's outside your comfort, Steph, but we need you, man. And you look at his eyes. You look under his eyes. He's tired, yes. man. Yeah. He knows. Totally agree. He is sympathetic in the Greek mythology. Push it up a boulder, and it's rolling down. He's getting no help. So we got to do what Dan Palinka did last year and change this roster. I don't think um, Myers had the courage to do that with his relationships. And I hope Junior does it, the GM Dunleavy. We need to drastically change this roster. I'm going to watch every game. I'm going to listen to you guys. Thank you for being truth tellers. I'm out. Thank you. Nick and San Jose, everybody. Rack him. Nick and San Jose. What a call. Uh, I mean, he may win call of the week. It's tough to beat. Who's our guy uh, on Monday? Who Was it There's Omar? Cole. Cole, Cole. Yeah, Somebody Cole. sent me a video of Cole's call with the ether beat in the background. Really? Yeah. I we got to you forward that to me? Yeah, I will. It was on Instagram. I, I, somebody DM'd me that. It was pretty great. Uh, pretty good. What a- Nick and San Jose, I mean, it's hard to disagree. I love the passion. I, I do love the passion. You got to shake it up. I'm so upset. It's about winning at the end of the day. It's not about individuals. It's not about egos. It's not about who starts, who comes off the bench. It's about winning basketball, doing what the be- what's best for the team. And right now, what's best for the team is playing some of the youngsters. They showed you against the Clippers. They gave you energy. They give you hustle, 50-50 balls. So we got to stop with this. Vukas doesn't want to be here. And you know what? Nick San Jose is on to something. Mike Dunleavy is not attached to the core like Bob Myers was. 
And if Joe Lacob's sitting there at courtside looking exasperated at times, watching his basketball team play, then you know what? Something needs to shake. And as Chris Bullock keeps saying, he keeps quoting Yogi Berra, and I started doing it on this show, he gets up late early. And what I mean by that is you cannot wait till the trade deadline with this team, not in the West. It gets late early, folks. It gets late early. I'll respond on the other side. We're up against it. But that's what's coming up on the game. Sponsored by Freebot Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. This is Moses Moody, and you're listening to the Morning Roast on 95.7 The Game. All right, we're talking Warriors here. It's a segment is sponsored by Golden State Lumber. Serve the Bay Area for three generations. When you succeed, we succeed. Visit GoldenStateLumber.com. We'll do King of the Hill uh, at about 7.05. 7.05, King of the Hill, uh, top seven NFC teams. We haven't done that in a while. I think it's appropriate we do it. Go to the Seahawks week. Niners beating up on the Eagles. I'll just say it right now. They're the number one team in the NFC. Uh, spoiler alert, Niners are number one. Thank you, Bonte. Yeah, number one. Number two, number three, number four, five, six, seven. Does an NFC South team even make the list? You look at that division. Oh, my God. Oh, Derek Carr. Yikes. Can I ask the, uh, a simple question? Heading into this year, we couldn't even identify Jonathan Kaminga's role, correct? <laughs> no. Okay. How? So, I, look, I, I'm frustrated with, with the whole situation with J.K., but why are we outraged at Kerr when we as fans couldn't even identify how we were going to utilize John Kaminga without, you know, one of the bigger players taking a hit to their ego or their minutes or whatever. Well, we just assumed that John Kaminga was going to be part of that top eight. Like he feels like he's one of your eight best players. Did you think that he? Did you think that he, uh, Kerr, or the players trust GP two over Kaminga? Well, I know they trust GP two over Kaminga. There's no doubt. But I also thought that hey, going into training camp with everybody, everything everybody said. And everything that was being said at practice. Uh-huh. And how some people say, man, this guy's an X factor. And the athleticism that he provides and the work that he put in in the offseason and the size that he provides and the ability to get to the rim, the ability to be a very good perimeter defender, the figure that he was going to be part of the rotation at least and get his 20 minutes a game. We assume that. I think it was okay to assume it, right? I mean, I, I'm looking at it here. I, I, I get where you're coming from, but it's like, we're saying top eight, right? And I don't want to get bogged down in the act, the specifics, but Steph, Dre, Clay, Wiggins, GP2, CP3, Looney. That's seven guys right there. That's seven guys right there who all, and there's some redundancy in terms of play. Saric, bringing him in, I didn't know he'd be used this much, but almost instantaneously it's like, oh, well, they trust him, and, and, and he earns it. He plays a brand of basketball that really fits, and he's a different position. So I put him in eight. I just feel like it was set up for Kaminga to be the odd man out, and I should have seen this coming. But that's not right. He shouldn't be the odd man out. You just think about this. Plays 23 minutes last Thursday night against the Clippers, scores 17 points. Grabs a six rebounds. He's active. He's six of eight from the floor, three of five from the three-point line. Then Saturday afternoon, you get a quick hook, and he only plays 16 minutes. And you blow the game. You blow a 22-point lead. You know, you couldn't use him on James Harden at crunch time. You couldn't use him on Paul George at crunch time. I don't know. But It just seems like he he could be a very good situational defender. You know, even in Sacramento, he struggles in Sacramento, plays 10 minutes. Played 10 minutes against Sacramento, coming off a game against San Antonio, in which he was active, going 5-7, scored 12 points. My thing is this. Simplify the role for him. Simplify it. What is the role? Dunker spot, being in the post, and being a perimeter defender. It's quite simple to me. 
rebound your ass off, get in a dunker spot. You know, if occasionally if you need to float out to the three-point line and, and shoot a wide-open three, so be it. He's not a bad shooter at all. I like his form, even though the percentages are down. I do like his form. I don't think it's the worst in the world. But he should be in that dunker spot, especially if GP2's. And now that GP2's gone for a while, that he can't play the dunker spot. No, I, He puts as much pressure on the rim as anybody on his team, if not more. It, I mean, the alley-oop alone, going to the top of the backboard and grabbing that bad boy, that's the type of athleticism we're seeing and that we need on this team. B, B, I 100% agree with you, but... But that is required then. Like the 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 consequence then is Clay or Wiggins there's, or CP3 no or Looney or Saric. It's called coaching, and it's called feelings are going to get hurt. You got to massage egos, well, and if egos are not, and if they, see now it's on the players. What do you mean? Now it's if everybody's going to be a team guy, and they need to give up some minutes here and there. Whether it's Clay, and I get Clay is probably going to take the biggest ego bruise. Because he isn't in a contract here, how does it affect his future money? How does it affect his future role in this league? I get why he would be mentally fragile, but you know what? We can't afford to be in anybody's feelings. We can't afford. Look, all these guys got paid. All these guys got paid. But in terms of winning basketball games, we got to do what's right. We have to but do the, what's right. But I guess my point is, like, if you're going to go Steph, Dre, and at times, at times, CP3, like, again, Sarge, Looney, Wiggins, or Clay, those guys have to take lesser of roles. And I have to try to also manipulate time for, well, for Moses then, Moody. Then so, so be it. So, so where be I'm it. going is it almost feels inevitable. The only way Kaminga and Moody are going to be able to carve out a consistent spot, either one of them, not even both of them, just either one of them, is one of these guys that has to be gone, well, you know, from, from the equation. Well... Moody played 26 minutes yesterday. He got his 26. Pajemski got his 21. Coming in and playing the last 16-44 of the basketball game. Didn't feel enough. Um, didn't like it. Didn't know. It almost felt like it was too late. Do you, do, almost you, come I, back. do you get where I'm going? I feel no, like I something has to give. Yeah, we, we've discussed this all season. This guy's got to sacrifice minutes. Now, Wiggins and Clay played 27 yesterday. All right, cool. Maybe it's 26. Maybe it's 25. The one constant I know is Draymond and Clay, Draymond and Curry need to play. Uh, agreed. They're the two best players. They uh, they've got to play. See, I, I think everything I, else is on the table. Well, yeah, and I think for me, it's like okay, I'm, I'm lessening Looney's minutes. I'm trying to be solution oriented here. I, I'm lessening Looney's minutes. I think I'm flip flopping Saric and Looney right now. Well, I think and, you, on the depth you just, chart, you play you play the five spot okay. based on matchups. And, but I also think Dre needs to play the five uh, in the closing lineups. You know, down the stretch, or whether it be Kaminga as a small ball five on offense, but on defense, he's. Guard Guarding the perimeter and Dre's guarding the big man. Wiggins needs to play less minutes right now. I don't think he's earned it, and I think Clay needs to play less minutes. And what I mean is like four or five less minutes each of them. I need like Wiggins in that twenty-two range right now. But, I need Clay in that twenty well, twenty-two. But range. see, here's the problem with set minutes, and I get where you're going, and I agree that people need to sacrifice, and you got to figure out some time for the youngsters. But what if Clay and Wiggins have it rolling? Oh, so what? You just cut it off at twenty-two minutes. Well, but so you what? You can't have it both ways. No, 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 no. We got to go by game by game. Kerr said he's going to go game by game but with if the field. But, but, okay, so, so you can't. I think you can't go into the basketball saying the thing, 22 minutes here, 22 minutes there. Because what if they, one of those guys get hot? What if they get hot? You know what I'm saying? Clay has been hot. If one he's of them to, gets hot, it's called an outlier, right? Well, like, so, no, no, that's not true. The last seven games, Clay Thompson going into last night was shooting 40% from three, giving you 19 points a game. He was playing better. Okay, was he not? Okay, if Clay, play, if Clay is getting hot Devontae, if, if Clay is having one of those nights, are you going to really say, you know what, Clay, we're at the 22-minute mark, let's bench you? No, honestly, game by game, if one of these guys get hot, 
Well, then Kaminga's getting the short end of the stick again, and you can't complain. Does it that be? Kaminga's does that to be? Does that to be Pajewski? Maybe it could be Pajewski. Maybe it could be I Moody. I, 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 here's what Steve Kerr said about the, the lineup. Right now. Here's what Steve Kerr said about the lineup. We talk about it every day. I've really been patient and hoping to get our first unit, you know, from the last couple of years um, into a good groove. It's just easier to play and to coach uh, when everybody knows exactly where they fit in. Role players, uh, it's easier to play a role when kind of a set rotation and, you know, the, the stars are playing well and all that. So everything, you know, the puzzle kind of fits. So to be honest, the puzzle hasn't fit this year and we've had a lot of guys playing well but um we we may have to think about you know moving the the starting lineup around game to game depending on who we're facing i'd still prefer to get something solid but um we haven't really established uh, anything this year and and uh you know we're a quarter of the way through so there's definitely uh you know a lot of thought that's going to have to go into this steve kerr just say right there folks before we go out to the line lines that we may have to go to different starting lineups and that to me signals it's not just Looney and Sarge and beans he is looking at clay and he is looking at Andrew Wiggins because we know Draymond's going to start and he deserves to start Stephen Curry's not going anywhere so those two constants right there you got three spots up in the air and Steve Kerr just said it right there I've got to think about changing the lineups you got to do something to shake. You got to you got to get a jolt. You got to get some energy, because last night's win was not impressive. And if you're going to play like that every single night, then you're not going to the playoffs. You're not even going to be in a playing tournament at this rate. And so you got some tough decisions. Mike Dunphy, I'm sure, is like, let me see some of these guys. Steve Kerr's got to let. Because the problem is, is that people don't see this with the youngsters. They can help extend your career. You can't tell me that Kawhi Leonard didn't help extend the careers. Of Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, and Tim Duncan, but they took a lesser role. Exactly, and I think, and I think, and I think these guys are going to have to. They got to massage the ego. Steve Kerr's got to have uncomfortable conversations, and guys got to man up. If they can't man up, then we can find a solution for you. Then maybe you just don't need to be here anymore. If you can't take a lesser role, but you got you got to sacrifice for the team. It's about the team, and we got to play this thing game by game. Whoever and Steve Kerr said it back on October twenty fourth. Whoever's rolling, I'm finishing with. We're going to go by the flow of the game. So if Clay's playing well, guess what? You get to finish. CP3, if you're playing well, guess what? You get to finish. Kaminga, if you're playing well, guess what? You get to finish the game. Andrew Wiggins, if you're playing well, you get to finish the game. If you're not playing well, then we're going to have a situation like opening night in the first couple weeks of the season where you're not finishing. It is It is what it is. All right? We're trying to win basketball games here. Well, so I guess I guess the, my only it's not issue, but it's like when you're a younger player, you need to play through mistakes, right? And so I think it's going to be very difficult if well, I'm only playing the hot hand. Well, then we can't get frustrated when Kaminga hacks a guy, fouls somebody, and then comes out of the game immediately, or throws up a bad shot or a bad possession, and then the coach yanks him. Like I, I. I I would take a different approach, and I would say I have to find a way to carve out minutes so that this guy and Moody and, and even Pachemski to a lesser degree play through mistakes, and it has to come at the expense of some of the older players. And I, my big takeaway all year has been, and it's been about two years now, it's like I have to live and die with a lot of these mistakes from the young players if I want them to have yeah. consistent minutes. It's the only way it's going to happen. I don't know, like, just playing the hot hand? Well, then you're going to be left frustrated why they're not playing enough more times than not. At least that's just, I just feel that way. 
Let's go to the lines here. Uh, let's go to Josh and Palo Alto. Josh, what's happening, man? You're on a roast. What's up, gentlemen? First time caller. Been listening to the show for over 10 years. Much love to you guys. Just want to make two quick points. Thank you. The first one, John, Jonathan Kaminga is the definition of Timothy. He's a dog. He plays hard. He's got that passion. I'm watching Clay last night. He's got none of that. I'm watching Wiggins. He's got none of that. These guys can't grab boards for nothing. I'm screaming. I'm wondering why is Steve Kerr barely putting him in in the freaking third quarter? It's pissing me off. Second point, really fast. I'm at the I'm at the 103 section of the uh, of the Chase Center. Man, respectfully, love the Warriors, love the franchise. That 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 stadium is weak. I'm in the 103 section. I'm standing up. I'm screaming my head off. People are looking at me like I'm crazy. Much love to you guys. Well, say, what you what guys was there to scream off. about yesterday, Josh? What what the hell was there to scream about? I, I don't blame the fans for not screaming. There was nothing to scream about. <laughs> the turnovers. You want them screaming about that? You want the boo birds out? Don't 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 come down chasing this road just because it's not. You got the players have to provide energy, and once they provided some energy, it got a and little I, loud. But yes. but for two and a half quarters, even I was sitting up there saying, "Mully, I don't even know if I can muster up energy for the post game show." This lackluster performance, they're flat. Seth Curry's trying to will them to a victory, and he was dynamic in the third quarter, 17 points, 22 of his 31 in the second half. I love Steph. Thank God for Steph. Thank the heavens for Seth Curry being blessed to come become a Dakota State Warrior. We're blessed to have him out here in the Bay Area. And he helped will this team up. But you look at that lineup, that helped get them back in the game. Stephen Curry, Brandon Pajemski, Dario Sarge, Jonathan Kaminga, Steph Curry. That was the lineup. That brought you back into the basketball game. The youngsters. It's the complete opposite of what it was two years ago, or even last year, the beginning of the last year, where the youngsters would come in, they're playing together, they will blow the leads or whatnot, but it's not the case this year. It's been on the starters. It's been solely on the starters. Let's go to uh, Lee and San Leandro. Lee, what's happening? Good morning, fellas. Um, I've got three points to basically get on. Um, the first, Andrew Wiggins. Uh, it's bad when you can already predict what he's going to score each night that he plays. Uh, he just has no, no, no fire in him anymore. I think he's reached his pinnacle when he won the championship. Uh, and I feel like, and it's a radical thought, but I think when he took those months off, when the female reporter said that it was unverified, still unverified of what he really took off for, I wonder if he really was thinking of, you know, just almost giving up on basketball or just leaving because he, he, he reached everything that he had, but he just wasn't encouraged. It shouldn't be other players' job to have to motivate you day in and day out Agreed. to be aggressive, more aggressive. You know, when you think of, uh, let's say, you know, for Curry, when he comes in, he knows that he has a job to do day in and day out. And he realizes, okay, I've got to go and I've got to get my best. Wiggins, he'll give you that 20 points on a good night, 20-25, and he's happy and he thinks he's done a good job. He, it's not good enough. And then when he does his 10, 10 points, 15, it's like now you just cash.